1: Hey, everyone. Just wanted to pop in really quickly before the episode gets started to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor has been such a big help in creating this podcast and is really the reason that you're listening to this episode on the platform that you are, which is super cool. So if you want to learn more about Anchor, just head to anchor.fm or you can download the Anchor app on your phone. All right. Well, that is all. So let's just get into the episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Girl, We Gotta Talk. Today, I am joined by Liesl Michelle, a special guest. Thank you so much for coming on today's episode. Hello. Thank
2: you. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, I'm really looking forward to this episode. I, th- I think what's going on right now is really sad and troubling, and I think the best thing that we can do right now is speak up about it and have conversations about it and yeah, I'm really excited that you are on here today because I think it's really important. So thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, yes. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. Um, I love doing this. I love sharing my story and um, being able to just chat. I think it's really important that we talk, period. Yeah. Uh, and um, whether that's with people that look like you or people that don't, um, I think it's really, really valuable. So.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, I was kind of telling you earlier, like I had originally planned for like an episode for this week to be pop culture and I'm like going over everything and I'm like, okay, but I don't care. You know, like who really cares about who broke up with who, when there's so much going on in the world, way bigger than that. Um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's definitely important that we have these conversations and I'm really glad that I even have like a platform to even like have a conversation and share the conversation with people. So um, I am excited to do that with you for sure. So let's do a little introduction on you before we kind of like dive into everything. So you are a recent college grad. So congratulations. Thank you.
2: (laughs) 2020, the crazy year. (laughs) I
1: know so much has already happened. And then you're also like writing and producing music. So do you want to talk a little bit about that?
2: Yes. Um, I've been officially a music artist um, since 2017, but I've actually been singing since I was six. Um, I decided to actually do this thing um, in 2017. Like I like I said, um, I'm a singer-songwriter. I have two songs out right now on all platforms. Um, so if you have Spotify, Apple Music, Google Plus, the, all the things Amazon music all of it all the platforms you're out there <laughs> yes <laughs> I'm out there. Google plus Google music why did I say Google plus okay Google music I knew something was off but um yes I'm on all platforms and um I've been working with um my producer Moyne Music and you can also see that in my bio on my Instagram as well and he's been my producer ever since I've been working with him and it actually got me to start writing my own music. So i um, really grateful for that. I'm really grateful for what I'm doing right now.
1: So. Yeah, that's awesome. And I've listened to your stuff and it's really good. So
2: <laughs> thank you so
1: much. I definitely <laughs> recommend looking her up for sure if you're listening. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So we can kind of get into everything right now if you're ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I kind of just wanted to start this off by saying like with Everything that's gone on, I think it's really, really great that people are finally you know speaking out about it, even if it's uncomfortable and like posting on their social medias we have like all the insta stories and the blackout Tuesday was really good and 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 stuff like that, but I think I think it's you know I think that's great, but I think we need to kind of take the next step and like do something more and then just post and I think we need to be educating ourselves, I think we need to first like acknowledge it. I think a lot of people aren't really acknowledging like what's going on. That's how you make the change, not by posting. So, if you wanted to like touch on that a little bit, what are your what what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, um I agree with you. I think um it's hard to tell. However, it can come across as um it not being genuine for people to post a picture and be gone with their day um, and think that they did something. Social media has really helped activism. However, it's also made people lazy. And I think that, um, so it's kind of this term, um, since I was a comm major, I went through a lot of this. Um, I learned a lot actually. And um, terms like slacktivism. Um, or hashtag activism. Um, A lot of hashtag activism is going on right now. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Um, Just things like that have been able to circulate through social media and allow people to share things and allow people to raise awareness. Um, But slacktivism can be very, very... (laughs) very close behind when a lot of people are doing things like hashtag activism and posting on social media um, and thinking that that's enough. Um, It's great. I think that it's important to show awareness. However, sometimes people or a lot of times people get too comfortable um, with just posting a picture and thinking that it's done something and it's not necessarily activism anymore as much as they think it is. Um, Anybody could post a picture. Um, How much is that actually doing? Um, are you calling the phone numbers? Are you sending emails? Are you helping donate? Are you helping um, to protest? If you don't want to protest, which is, which is understandable, a lot of things have happened with COVID and people are taking precautions, there's many ways to help without having to be on the front lines. Um, having a conversation with a friend or family that, or a friend or family member that may not quite understand what's going on and talking to them can be a way of activism. Um, a lot of people sit and watch videos and um, scroll on their feed and think, "Okay, well, let me just join this trend it 's become a trend and that 's where it's become really, really dangerous. Um, a lot of people and brands specifically are posting just so that they don 't get chewed out by their followers or just so that they look um, like they 're off the hook um, in a lot of cases, um, you can do a lot as a brand and you can tell when somebody is posting, for the most part, just to say that they have posted, and people can't say, "Oh, you don't support us," um, versus actually doing something, actually shutting down their business for a day, or um, shedding light on on um, people that are our that are in our community that need our help, um, or people that. They want to support donating or just showing, sharing more information than just a black screen. And I think the blackout has been a very, very telling way of showing us that. Um, I've seen a lot of black screens uh, from pages that I hadn't
1: seen anything from the whole week and a half. Um, So it's kind of, it's a little troubling at times, you know? I think you were definitely right when you said it was becoming a trend. I think the black screen thing it's like people are just posting the black screen because everybody else is doing it and they're not really thinking like what's behind posting the black screen and that's like the issue here so what would you say like what would you recommend people do that like want to be you know like educating themselves and like learning in this like muted like everyone's like muted you know what I mean like and now it's people taking the time to like learn more about everything so what would you recommend people do?
2: There are a lot of really great documentaries, a lot of really great books. The first thing that the documentary that I've seen that I love, it's on Netflix. It's called 13th. It's about, um, basically the name is from the 13th Amendment. And it's about mass incarceration and what's been going on, um, not only with police brutality, but mass incarceration of black men. Um, A lot of people are in this world without black fathers. And most of the time, it's not because they stepped out. Um, It's because the community is broken. The community is constantly under attack, especially um, in our system. Um, With marijuana, that has been, it's a controversial issue. However, a lot of college students can attest um, to probably using it, and um, even younger. and, And it's, Black men have disproportionately been incarcerated um, for even small amounts, and being put in jail for years, for years for drugs and and this war on drugs that started um, with Reagan, I think it was. Um, but these, all of these things, the way that our our system has has grown and has been put in place, is oppressing. Um, in so many ways. And it's so hard to get out of it. Because one way, you want to call the police because you need help, but they might kill you. And then another way, it's like, you have a white friend that will probably get maybe like community service for the same amount of weed that you're gonna be going to be going to jail for, for for years. Um, the system is just not, it's not, un- it's just very unjust. And, and that's part of the problem. So this Documentary is fantastic. I 100% recommend it. It features Michelle Alexander, and she is an author um, of the book The New Jim Crow. Um, So it's kind of what these terms are people are hearing um, modern day lynching, The New Jim Crow. These are just kind of ways to explain that yes, those things have been, um, they're now illegal that were in the past, but they're now just turned into different things. Um, So it's really great. So just finding, um, I can actually send you a list that I've seen on Facebook um, that is really, Alexis Young, actually, we went to high school with her. She posted it on Facebook and I thought it was very fascinating. That is a way to help. That's a way to do yeah. something. She posted a list of resources for her followers, her white family, her white friends to get educated. And then a lot of people were commenting, thank you. I will read this book or thank you. um, I would like to watch this so I can educate myself. I can understand. You won't understand unless you have the opportunity to learn and you have an open mind. And that's, that's all we ask for because it's not been your reality. So it's understandable for you to not quite get it, you know? Yeah. So it's our job to, to be able to help you guys understand just a fraction of what we're going through because it will never truly be understood, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is to just, I mean, at least educate yourself, watch like when it's in front of you and you're looking at it for yourself, like to really, I mean, we can't understand, but to like get a better perspective of like what, you know, everyone's been going through. So I think that's really important. Um, yeah, please send me that list. That would be really great. Yes, I <laughs> I've will. actually heard of it, and then there's another documentary I heard of too. I need to watch um like we were us or something is
2: I actually have it on my list right now of Netflix um how when they see us or how they see
1: yeah, us. like when they see something like that I
2: literally this is a shout out to anybody that's watching this right now. please don't show me up. I haven't seen it yet. Oh my gosh. Netflix algorithms are terrifying. I literally opened Netflix in 13th. It was on my screen. I haven't watched it yet at all. Well, I've seen it, but it was a while ago. I've seen it like two or three times, but I haven't yeah. t- or touched it. So that should just tell you guys. Um, but let me get you the right name. So that way,
1: when they see us. When they see us. Okay. Yeah. I've heard really good things about that. And that's another one that um, people have been recommending to watch.
2: Yes, it's, it's, um, I've heard it's amazing and I think that, um, I've heard that you have to like mentally prepare and emotionally prepare for it. So I've just kind of been, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but I'm really excited. I definitely need to see it. Um, so yeah, yeah. that's a good one too when they see us on Netflix.
1: So would you just want to, um, talk about some experiences you've had growing up or maybe, you know, have dealt with right now, like with what's going on now, um, anything that you like want to touch on?
2: Um, generally, I mean, I can just say like, generally I've, I've experienced a lot of discrimination. Um, a lot of opportunities that I've, I i was not given, um but that were given to um, somebody that was white. And um, it's something that, it's really sad, but it's something that you kind of have to expect as a black person Um, and just know it's, this has been the hardest thing actually, Um, having to work 10 times harder just to be at the same level um, as a a fellow white peer um, because being um average is not good enough um to compete at least for um anything quite honestly and having to have constantly in your head um rules what to do what not to do um and that's something that i've seen our black community talk about a lot recently um just kind of sharing things that our parents told us to do and not to do um to be careful to do um being aware of surroundings at all times um I can't explain how I it's it's actually indescribable um how terrified I get when I see a police officer car because I am just trying to make sure that I don't do anything wrong because um, I'm terrified to get pulled over um and it's just like, it's making me emotional right now because it's, it's, it's reality. It's very hard. Um, my dad was going on a walk yesterday. He started late. He started around six, um, six or seven. And I was like, I really, I really don't think you should go out. And he was just like, "I, I really think it'll be okay. And this whole time I was worried just him walking outside, um, going on his walk. He typically goes in the morning, but um, it was getting late and I just, I was scared um, because I just didn't want anything to happen because I know it's it's a huge reality. Um, yeah. When I was younger, my older brother, um, he's 10 years older than me. He's 30, turning 31 in August. Um, he was stopped right in front of our house. He was sitting in the car and they told him that he shouldn't be sitting here. Um, he said, I live here. They didn't believe him um they said that he fit a description that they were looking for which was fascinating because the guy said um the guy has flip flops and shorts and is a black male it's crazy cuz you can't tell somebody has flip flops on in the car and in front um, of the car yeah exactly it's mind boggling um always being followed in the store always i mean they will leave the register to follow me <laughs> to make sure I don't steal anything. Um, I mean, constantly being looked at, that's another thing. I've kind of gotten used to it. But when I went down to school, it was—it actually had a very, very diverse population. Um, so when I was at, I actually, um, it had a very, very big black population, actually. So when I would go to Walmart or go to any stores, I never felt those eyes on me and it was actually a break. It felt good for once. Um, but when I'm at home and I go to the store, I'm just out or I'm just in my car, um, at a red light, I feel eyes on me and it it hurts. Um, but it's like something that you just kind of have to get used to, you know?
1: Um, well, you shouldn't have to get used to it, but I think, yeah, exactly. I I shouldn't, and we shouldn't
2: have to, but it's like our reality at this point. And, um, It's, it's just an extra layer that you have to, I have to constantly, um, put a lot of thought into my parents or how I talk and how I dress around, um, people in my community, like specifically just white people, um, it, because it might discredit anything that I say or do. Um, and that's always been, it's just really hard to kind of think extra, um, the extra mile just so that you fit in and you're not bothered um the goal is to not be bothered at this point because it's better to just have to fit and not be bothered and um that was my mentality when I was in high school um and middle school and elementary school because I went to I went I spent all of my years in school I grew up in in Lawton County in Leesburg um so my experience at school was just that, um, I had natural hair and I chemically treated it starting in middle school. Um, and my hair was just falling out by the year. I, at this point, it was just falling out. Like it was not okay. Cause it's just so bad for my hair. And, um, my hair just kept getting shorter and shorter and shorter. It was just, damaged, but I kept chemically shading it because I had to fit in and I didn't want I kept um I just kept trying to stick with what the norm was. Yeah. Um, it was it was hard. It was really hard not having um, anyone that looked like you in the classroom and having teachers that looked like you in the classroom. Um I think I had my first Teacher, professor in college. Had my first black. Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean I had a PE teacher, but in terms of actual actual professor teaching, I had one course and and um that was my first course in college. Sophomore year I think. Um, so it's fascinating. Um I think I've I mean I've enjoyed a lot of comments from friends um, dating is very, well, was very difficult when I was, um, in grade school, because, um, the, all, basically, everybody was white, and the black, um, the black boys wanted to date the white girls, because that's what their friends were talking about, and they, they only wanted to date white girls, and they would tell us, too, I mean, like, you know, um, it was just, like, no, I only, I only, I like to date white girls and stuff and like the, the white boys don't they don't talk to you and if they do it's on the low and they're embarrassed and they they don't want to date you because they don't want their parents to know I've been told this multiple times like they're they don't want their parents or friends to know and it's like why would you want to be in a relationship with somebody like that you know yeah, um yeah
1: that's mind-blowing I can't even
2: yeah it's <laughs> it's crazy actually I don't know think about it but um it's it's so hard um, to have a good self-esteem as a black girl when you're growing up because you're told your hair isn't good enough. You're told your skin is too this and you're too this or, you know, it's like, you know, how do you, how do you uplift somebody like that? They're so young and you're already a teenager, already young. We already go through those things anyway. So having that extra layer is very difficult Um, So I make it my mission anytime I see a young black girl to always compliment her um, because I know that a lot of girls don't hear it. A lot of black girls don't hear it. Um, And it's because, you know, you look in the magazine and that was, I never really saw anybody that looked like me. Um, And so being able to have the opportunity to grow into someone that's been confident and, and been in touch with what the you know who they are um college was able to do I was able to do that through going to college and, and changing my environment um even though I did go to a predominantly white institution so when I say PWI that's what I mean um but going to the PWI was the exact same thing in, in high school um however I was in a predominantly black area so when I went out of school and actually um got to do things it was all around people that looked like me which was a complete change I almost felt out of place because when you're in an environment like that for so long you kind of forget that you're it's kind of weird but like you kind of forget you're black in a way um and I had that mentality when I was younger I didn't realize um that I was different until things got bad and I was actually shown like oh you're different from us you know type situation um Yeah, so
1: what, like, when was the moment that you were like, oh, I'm different from, like, that's interesting that you say that.
2: It's so hard to explain because I think it's a mentality that goes on for a while. So it's not that I didn't know I was black. Right, right. It's not that, it's more so I didn't think about it unless I had to because I was so ingrained in trying to fit in and fitting in being white. Whether so that was listening to the music, listening to the watching the the movies, wearing the clothes, like doing my hair the way I had to do it, so that I would fit in. I mean, that's what it was.
1: That breaks my heart because it's like kind of what you said. Like when you're growing up, you're already trying so hard to like fit in with everybody, Mm -hmm. and it seems like you just had to do that like ten times more, and you shouldn't have.
2: It's like really difficult because um and it's also just like really hard to explain but um you also when you don't have people that look like you around you like it's not like my parents or family like it's more so like friend influence like we all like hang out and talk about like hairstyles and clothes and stuff like that or things just like in general um and I couldn't I didn't know anything about doing natural hair I didn't like my hair I hated my hair I hated my hair for a very very long time actually Uh, I I think that that would have been prevented if I was I was exposed to to girls that looked like me um and that way I, I knew that it was okay to have hair like that and it was beautiful and um you know stuff like that and I think um I I tried really hard just to make it, because you got to, if you fit in, you make it, you're straight, you
1: know what I'm saying, yeah. and, They're um, gonna make it, yeah,
2: yes, and it's, it's really sad, because I wish I had more years, um, like I did in finding myself after, um, it, and it happened after freshman year of college, so it is insane to hear, like myself talk about it because it really was not that long ago. Um, but it's just been a huge change for me. Um, and I just actually started realizing that people that I thought were my friends weren't my friends. Um, I had a falling out with a friend that I was, I was best friends with since third grade. And, um, after she said something and it just, I couldn't, It, it was, it was so, it was so crazy. Um, I didn't even know like how to take it, but I was okay because I was grateful that it happened because I knew she wasn't truly a friend, you know
1: yeah, so um well, all that really just like hurts my heart, so I'm like, sorry that you know you were going through that, but I'm glad that you've kind of like found yourself and you're like, you know I'm embracing it, yeah, yes,
2: and it's and here here's the actually i think here's the sad part about it, but I think because our culture has become so popular and trendy that I became comfortable with myself because I now fit in the trend. Yeah. Everybody wants lip fillers. My lips have always been full. Mm. Everybody tans so hard. I've always had skin like this. You know, people are constantly texturizing their hair or um, getting wigs or doing things that like, look, you know, that look more like Afrocentric features. Um, or even just wearing wigs in general. I was terrified to wear wigs because I was like, I think they're cool, but like I don't know. Um, because but now they're such a huge thing. Yeah. And like it's it's so it's so mind boggling to me. And like I was always um I always had a curvier body and I was I was really self conscious about it um when I was younger. But when I moved, um different places i got so much attention i didn't even know really what to do with it it took me a while to be like comfortable on the skin that i'm in now um and i just like got this like overwhelming amount of attention and it was because my body type is now what people pay for thousands of of dollars for mm-hmm. so it was like okay um now like and it's so sad it is really sad but I think that's why me and a lot of other black women have become more comfortable in our skin because one, we've been able to um, create platforms online, you know, for each other and with each other um, to uplift each other and just kind of share like hair tips or do this. Um, And, and also this is this is what it is. Everybody wants what we have now. And yeah. now, it's like, oh, wow. Like I'm, I'm happy. So it's like, wow, I'm grateful that I, I'm comfortable and I'm happy with myself,
1: but it's sad that that's probably why. Sure. So, yeah. Um, no, that is, I mean, and it sucks to say that, but I think, I mean, you're kind of onto something when you say like, it's trendy, like now, like now that it's like a trend, I'm okay with myself. So there was a protest here in town and I, there were over 1500 people there. I don't think anyone was planning on that many people like crowding the streets of our little downtown. That's wild. It's amazing. Like I'm so glad there were so many people. Um, So it was called the I can't breathe walk. And it was obviously in honor of George Floyd so you were there, um, and you—I saw so many videos like circulating in social media, like everywhere it was like everyone was posting it. You were like starting chants, and you were out there. So, how was your experience at the protest?
2: Um, <laughs> I found out about it a couple days before, and I was like, "Oh, I definitely want to go. Um, this is super important to me. I know there's not going to be a lot of people there, but it's okay because." I, this is what I want to do. So it should be, it should be great. You know, at least the people that want to be there will be there. And I know it'll be a small group of us, but like that was legitimately like my mom's Um, I didn't plan on trying to get there super early. I didn't think I needed to at all. Um, I, I didn't think it would be more than like a hundred people. Um, I mean our, our, our town um our, the name of our city has I mean it has a very racist history um so I didn't really think that you know I was like I don't really think that a lot of people are gonna come out um so I was just really pumped I was excited I told my family I said I really want to do this I know corona is a thing right now I promise I'll wear a mask if you <laughs> everyone join, was in masks Yes, <laughs> I was like if you want to join me I would love it my older brother came, my nieces came, he brought my little niece, he brought my, um, my two little nieces, um, my mom, my dad came, and my, my other little brother, um, and it was, it was so amazing, I was able, I was able to go with, um, a couple of my friends, Charlotte Mullins, Dennis, Ah! (laughs) I love him, I miss him so much, because he's always gone, so it was so nice, Dennis and Tyshawn And then Rachel, um, Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly.
0: Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Just
2: forgetting to give people's last names, but it's fine. Um, but yeah, so like I, I was able to meet up with friends and I had family there. So I was really pumped. I was excited. I came and I was baffled because the street was full. I had no idea. I did not expect it. Hard to find parking. So I'm starting to feel like, wow, like I'm really, I'm actually really proud. I'm actually so excited. The March, we were supposed to be in the line. They had started a line, wrapped around um, basically like downtown downtown. And everybody was trying to find the end of the line. Well, the people I was with, but we decided, we saw people that just decided to go, well, you, whatever, we're just going to go down the street. And they just start and like take up the whole side of the street. And I was like, okay, let's just go. And um, I had my sign. I'm like going and I'm just like, wow, like this, I was really heavy hearted the day of and the day before. Couldn't sleep that night a lot of things on my mind. And I was just like, I don't know how I'm supposed to help. What am I, what do I do? What, like, how do I stand for this? Like I am, I'm in so much grief. I just want to support. And I just don't know. I want to physically support and I don't know what, what I can do. And when I saw that the walk was happening, I was so grateful, so happy. So when I was walking, I just remember being so emotional. Um, seeing all the signs and all the people, um, th- there was a lady chanting far in front of us. We were responding and then um, they either got ahead of us and we couldn't hear them anymore or it was like she took a break and she stopped. So I said, you know what? I'm just, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and it's do my it. my turn now. <laughs> yes, and I went in and I was just like, no justice. And they said, no peace. And I was like, oh wow. <laughs> and I was like you don't have much time keep going and so <laughs> I, I, I go for a little bit and this this guy comes up next to me um oh my gosh I hope I can remember his name um oh, I forgot his name I'll I'll try to find it but I remember that he came up next to me he had a whole blow horn or I think that's what they're what do they call that phone the oh
1: megaphones
2: megaphone yeah Thank you for that, because honey, I, I was so struggling for trying to figure out what that was. Uh, a megaphone, and he handed it. Well, he didn't hand it to me. He, he put it up to my mouth, and he literally held it there while we walked the whole time. And um, and he was just like helping me out, and I just kept going, and I just felt this like huge amount of energy. Um, I was very emotional. I started crying at one point, and um, we got to the courthouse. Um, and everybody surrounded around me and I just kept going and, um, and, and I just kept going and it was just like, I looked over, I see my friend and she's bawling. Um, she's been such a great ally, um, to me and my black friends. Um, Rachel, thank you. She made all the signs. She called me. She literally called me and she was just like, if there's anything I can do, please let me know. Like the day before I was at school, um, getting my stuff because I still hadn't moved out from my apartment. And so I, did, I went down to, um, actually, I graduated from Christopher Newport University. So that's in Newport News, Virginia, um, just for background. Um, so it was about four, three, four hour drive. Um, went down there, came back the same day. I was exhausted and she made signs for me and my mom, my dad. Um, and my a couple of my other friends and she truly helped me out that day and so I look over and she's crying and um, I just got so emotional um,
1: yeah just
2: knowing that that I was doing this and and the voice that people were were responding to was mine
1: and I couldn't believe it that's Um, gonna be so liberating to like be able to do that yes it's actually really
2: hard for me to watch the videos back because I just it was such an emotional time for me, you know? Yeah. It just took over. I knew, I knew that, that I had the voice to do it and it was my turn and I had to do it. Um, And it was no more expecting somebody else to do so. Um, So having all these people come up to me afterwards and saying how powerful my voice was, it was so, it was not only liberating, but it meant a lot to me that I touched people. And a lot of people come up to me um, explaining that I touched them with my my voice by singing but hearing that when people were saying that you know your voice really just inspired me and I was just like wow I wasn't even singing and, and that happened so'm I mean it was it was a phenomenal experience it was wild um, it was not planned at all and I think that was the craziest part about it I, I didn't I didn't intend on that to happen. I did not intend on that happening at all. I had no idea that was going to happen. I did not walk into that walk thinking, I'm going to start this. Or I'm going to do it. And I think that's how right. it's going to be. Um, it's, it's not supposed to be for clout, as the kids say these days. <laughs> um, it's not supposed to be for for a trend. It's, it's what it is. And, and we are fed up. We're tired. And and I'm tired. I'm very tired. And it it was time for me to do it. And I think that I don't even know where I would be mentally and emotionally if I didn't have that opportunity to let, let some of that go because it did some therapy for me. You know, I felt like when I came home, I sat on the couch and I was like,
1: "Ah, wow. I think, and I mean, I watched the videos and stuff of you and it just like, yeah, it's very emotional to look at that. Um, and so to like be the one doing it and to like finally like speak out about it, I'm sure it's just like so it's like a weight off your shoulders, I feel like it's like one step further or one step closer, sorry, to a change, I feel like. And I feel like the turnout was just like that itself, like that just shows like how much people, you know, care and like want to see a difference. And so right. I think it's really, really great, too.
2: That was yeah. That I mean, when I saw everybody, I oh, I got goosebumps because I was. Yeah. Like, I, didn't, I didn't know you had it in you, Leesburg.
1: I know, really.
2: Didn't know you had it in you. Yeah.
1: So, why do you think that it's? Because I mean, you're using your voice, and why do you think it's so important to be like speaking out right now?
2: There's power in numbers for sure. Um, if people weren't out protesting right now, I mean. What what would we have to show? I mean, there were protests in all fifty states. Mm-hmm. People are still protesting. Um, seeing the amount of protesters is inspiring. Um nothing that we wanted in history and by me we, I mean anybody in American history, um, wanted, like, ever got it by just saying, Hi, um, we would really love if you would just stop killing us, you know, it's it's just it hurts our feelings and um we sent a letter. Uh, no, that's not how that works. Um, and I think that people are, are are failing to remember a lot of history that we've learned. Um, and a lot of people, actually, we were not taught a lot of Black history that we were supposed to be taught. people forget that there was an entire Black Wall Street that burned down, um, that was burned down. Um, and a lot of people are not aware of this situation. I wasn't aware of this, but like, these are things that have happened to our community in so many ways. And, and, and not to say that I believe that, cause I think there's been a lot of loss with a lot of businesses. Um, however, change does not come from, for being, from being comfortable and you have to be uncomfortable for change to come. And I think that, um having the opportunity to to one protest and to see protests um because there's a difference between protesters and rioters and i and i bring the the black wall street up to to say that um people didn't like the success of blacks and burnt it down um that that was horrible for our community horrible for our community but a lot of people are failing to remember a lot of things that have happened, Boston Tea Party, et cetera, all of the violent things that have happened in our American past. Um, So, you know, to say that everything that's going on is is like the worst and shouldn't have never been done. It's, it's like, you know, how do you tell people that have been oppressed for years, how to, how to feel, um, how to act. And unfortunately, uh, the biggest problem with, the negative light on the protests, which come from the rioters, a lot of them have been planted people that are white, that are literally breaking buildings and burning things and setting things on fire to make it look like it was black protesters, which is not to say that there weren't any black people involved. I'm not saying that. Um, But from a lot of videos that I've been seeing that a lot of people are not seeing because they're choosing not to see it. And media is also not covering it. Um, that's what's happening. And so this is all to say that I think the protests, um, are a visual and physical representation of enough is enough. And we can post on social media all we want, but who's really going to hear us? Clearly people are hearing us right now. Mm -hmm. Clearly people are seeing what's going on. And I think without this vocal demonstration, without this physical demonstration, how do we show that we are serious about how fed up we are? You know, um, every, people were just protesting not too long ago with guns, talking about they don't want to wear a mask because they want to go get a haircut. I mean, what's, they made their point because they wanted to and they protested and we all have the right to protest. So this is how I feel about this protest. <laughs> right. So, you know, um, I think protesting is very important. Um, and it's been peaceful. A lot of people think it hasn't been, it has been. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's very, it gives me chills every time. I mean, looking on the news and seeing the masses of people. Masses. I mean, in different countries, like Liverpool is turning it up right now, talking about
1: other (laughs) countries. The fact that other countries are protesting, the fact that we're going to have to
2: probably contact, like NAACP was talking about contacting United Nations and and declaring this as a crisis. Like, for it's embarrassing because America is supposed to be the country that everybody, you know, looks up to, and and this this is not something that. Yeah, we are not we are not by any means, anybody's role model at this point. Um, so I think that a lot of this also, I think has to happen in order for us to have change. It has to happen. Like I said, change doesn't come from being comfortable. If we were ever comfortable, would we ever change? No. Like let's say you're sleeping and you're in a position and it's uncomfortable. Do you just lay there Do you lay there in the uncomfortable position because it's it's uncomfortable? No, you change your position because it's uncomfortable. And unfortunately, life gives us an uncomfortable moments for us to change and for us to get better and for us to be in a more comfortable position. You know, that's so so well
1: said. Yeah. So for next steps, what do you think that we need to be doing um, as a country, as a society to change? Um, I think we need to listen. We need
2: to listen, listen to each other. I think we need to, like I said, this whole uncomfortable thing is going to suck, but it has to happen. Um, anybody listening that is a a Y ally. Thank you. The best thing that you can do is, and I know it's uncomfortable, but just how we've been uncomfortable our entire lives and we're still uncomfortable, we need you guys to step up and talk to your family, talk to your friends, make them see, understand what's going on. I think a lot of it is ignorance and some of it is is not ignorance because they know what's going on. They, they clearly don't care. And at this point, if you would like to be an ally, I know it's hard, but like I said, you're gonna have to sacrifice some things in order to be able to help us. And I think the biggest thing right now is if it means cutting ties with somebody that completely doesn't support um, human beings. Um, you know, I don't see how that's a loss for you. Like, <laughs> Does that make sense, yeah, um I have had no problem cutting some people off this past week. um I'm very grateful, lost some pounds, um some virtual pounds, and i am I am grateful because without this, we would not see the true colors of people Perfect. and We can't possibly change unless we have these dialogues with each other, unless we have these conversations and they will be uncomfortable. I never said it was going to be easy and I never said it would be a walk in the park because nobody wants to talk about it, but we need to because it's real and it's our reality. And if you want to help, we need you to understand what's going on and we need you to stand with us for real. It's not just I stand with you because I post no. I need you to stand with us. I, I just need people to understand that all lives can, ne- they will never matter until our lives matter. And at this point, it is very clear that our black lives are not mattering right now because it's so easy to kill us. It's so easy to kill us in broad daylight. It's so easy to kill us on bro- in broad daylight on camera, but it's still not enough. It's mind blowing to me. It's mind blowing to me. And if people haven't heard of Emmett Till, I urge you to read the story. I urge you to read, to, to educate yourself about how many black men, this boy was so young and he got killed for no reason because the, the boyfriend and father, I think I, I forgive me if I'm getting this, like the small details wrong. Um, literally back in, um, let me get the date for you, um, there was a white woman and they said that this boy, 14 years old, he was lynched and literally, I mean, his face, they have pictures on Instagram, I mean, on online to, to show, um, but he was killed because um, this Mississippi woman was offended. It was 1955. He, he was accused of offending a white woman in a family grocery store store of basically looking at her and said she said that um he wanted to rape her or um he did rape her and so do you have you heard the story you know now
1: that you're saying yes I have heard it
2: yeah so um it's like (sighs) it's so and it's it's really hard for me even as a black individual to catch up because I was never taught any of this stuff ever And that's the problem. We need to fix our systems in so many different ways. I mean, our education education system is completely eliminating a lot of American history, which is our history as well. Our history is American history, and I think people are forgetting that. You know, yeah, and 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 just seeing everything that's happened and seeing, it's like it's like we're losing like a a friend or a brother every time we see this. And it could legitimately be any of us because. At, at some point, it was like, okay, well, okay, maybe I can see, maybe I won't be in that situation because I won't resist or da da, da da No. People are being killed for absolutely nothing. And, I mean, seeing George Floyd's death on camera and what happened before, regardless of even what happened before, even though there was absolutely nothing that happened, he didn't do anything. The, poli- the store called him. They called the police because they said that he was using a fake check. And now, but the police killed him? It's terrifying because we can't even call the police anymore. Yeah. It's like, you know, we have to, we have to switch this country upside down. And that's why it's turning upside down because we need to flip it right side up. We need to fix our systems. And that's the best way we can help. And, and educating yourself is the best way because you cannot help if you don't know. You can't. and And the education and the knowledge helps fuel your reason to help. And if it doesn't hit you or bother you like it should, then, you know, I don't even know. I, I, at this point, it's like we we don't know what to say, you know?
1: Yeah. Um,
2: It's disheartening. Very
1: disheartening. I totally agree. I think our education system needs to be altered. I think a lot of things need to be changed. I think some people think, oh, it was so bad back in the day. And it's like, things are, things are not that bad right now. And then, okay, turn the news on because everything that was happening back then is literally still happening today. And it's 2020. I think that's the biggest thing people aren't understanding. It's like everything that you just said literally was like issues and like Martin Luther King walked for these issues. And like, it's still happening and it's 2020. And it's like, it's, so sad and it's heartbreaking that people are literally losing their lives for nothing
2: I think Um, it's because people don't see the white and for colored signs they think that everything is all fine and dandy because there's not like physical like signs telling you that I mean there are many invisible signs Lena. yeah in places that we go to that are clear that we're not welcome which is ridiculous very very clear I mean think about it I mean it makes sense I thought I was one of those people too thinking like oh no. no it's bad and I think that a lot of it is you have to think about it like all of a sudden one day the laws changed and these are the same people that I've been thinking the same way who had whose parents had slaves or um who are extremely racist or just like Back in the day, right? Jim Crow, all of a sudden Jim Crow's not legal. The day after, do we think that everybody has changed their minds? I mean, that wasn't a long time ago at all. Mm -mm. People are still living. (laughs) We're in that time. People's, only their children are are parents' age at this point. It's still ingrained in, in a lot of people.
1: Yeah. I think where the change is really going to come from is our generation. I think our generation is way more like accepting, open-minded, like, you know, like we're ready to speak out. And I think the older generation is kind of stuck in their old ways. So the I think what we can do now is just like, again, educate them, talk to them, converse with them. I feel like what we need to be doing is like calling people out and not in like a disrespectful way but like, if you hear something, you just say, hey, like, you shouldn't really say that. That's not really, you know, and like educate them in like a polite okay, way. I think that's the best thing we can do. I th- I think our generation is getting there. And I think that we are going to be able to like make this change. But for right now, we still have people here that <laughs> clearly <laughs> are a little bit narrow minded. And um, that's all they've known, which is sad, but. I feel like all we can do right now is to educate. So, yes,
2: like to give you a round of applause because that's what I'm talking about. That is what, and I, the silence. I know everybody's seen this call. All the place. silence is betrayal. It legitimately is though, because you cannot help us if you're not calling people out. Like we can't call everybody out. Also, it's not going to be effective. It's not going to be as effective. Me calling one of your friends or family members out versus you calling them out because they care less. I'm a black girl and they don't like black people, so it's like, whatever, I don't care. Or you have a different view than me and you're just trying to start a fight. Like, no, 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 no. Hearing it from somebody that looks like them, hearing it from somebody that is close to them is going to make the biggest impact, and we can't possibly do that for other people. Yeah, that's what we're asking for.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that's an ally.
2: Yes. That's what we're asking for. We're asking for you to support us behind closed doors.
1: Right. Not yeah, support- and that's like going back to the the posting on social media. It's I'm so glad and I'm sure everybody else is so glad that like people are speaking out on social media and they're posting, you know, resources and and stuff, but we have to we have to just do more. Like yeah. that's just the bottom line. So
2: I know this this podcast wasn't super comfortable for some people. Um, but I commend you for making it this far, first of all. Um, it is so important. It is so important to be in spaces and listen to people that may not that you may not initially agree with. And and here's something I saw a post that said, let's normalize being okay with changing our opinion when we learn something. And I and I even I have have been in in conversations with others, where you know I'm like you know what you're right, I can do better, and I will do better, and that's how we remain having healthy conversations as adults. Um, being able to do that has allowed me to create a method of of constantly having healthy relationships through my communication major so funny. I keep bringing it up, but I'm so grateful for my education because I've learned so much.
1: Fellow comm student over here too. So I get it. Yes.
2: Yes. Comm is like the best, best major ever. Um, I've learned so much because it's so applicable to life. Um, and we have to be okay with admitting that we're wrong sometimes or admitting that we may have been closed minded. And this is not just for us, but we that have it right have to really, really focus on trying to teach our young kids. Um, That's how we can kick this in the butt is educating our youth. Absolutely. Need, they need the education. They need the knowledge. They need the support. Um, Mental health has been a very, very big struggle recently amongst youth um, amongst our generation Um, and even amongst everybody right now with um, with corona um, and the pandemic and I think that we have to work really hard to tackle these issues and um, specifically our black community is suffering and has always suffered Um, there's not resources because people think that they don't need them and this is just a side note, but I mean, like being in a in an affluent community and in a white community um you have schools, and based on your community, the school's funded that way and when you are in a community that has a school that's funded very well, you go to the counselor and you know let's say you're having substance abuse issues they're they're helping you they're getting you counseling and and things like that. But when you're in a community that is poor um and does not have resources doesn't have resources for the school of course not then you're now being these children are seeing people die on the streets every day they're seeing their friends and family die from police brutality they're having they don't have a two-parent household um, household mainly for the fact that their parents their their fathers are being killed in the streets I mean, think of how many black men we've lost from police brutality, how many black men we've lost to the system being put in jail unlawfully. I mean, this is a problem and think about it. When you have all this on top, your, your mom is at home working three, four jobs, trying to make ends meet for you. She's not home. These children are left to raise themselves on their own. Can you imagine where that could put you mentally? Can you even imagine? I mean, I'm so, I'm grateful I've been, never had to be in, put in that position Um, but I can only imagine, and that all stems because you can't learn if you're hungry. You can't learn if you're mentally, um, distraught. You can't, and, and there's no resources because, you know, now the kids, everybody, a lot of kids, I'm going to say, regardless of your race, they all find drugs and they want to, you know, experiment or they use it to, um, to deal and cope with emotional things. Let's say a, a child tries to cope with weed that they have in their community. Nobody's at home. They're just out in the street because mom's working, dad's in jail or killed. And let's now guess what? They got arrested mm-hmm. and and they have all of these, um, all of these charges on them. They're in and out of the system. What kind of life is that? That is a typical life Yeah, for many black youth in this community. I, I mean, in this country so i found a foundation um that i am going to be donating um to soon and i also had a friend at white ally reach out to me and ask if she could do a donation in my um wherever i choose in my name and i, I literally started crying i mean i think yes exactly yeah. guys I just made a face i just want to let people know <laughs> that's why i said yes i mean i was blown away yeah. i actually started crying um, so that's something else that you can do. Um, you can donate, but by donating through a black friend and donating to a place that means a lot to them, I mean, that, that is, that's amazing. And I just actually found the name, the Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation. And it is for, um, it's basically a nonprofit. Um, it's an initiative to help improve mental health in the black community. um, So I wanted to kind of bring that up. So if anybody was interested, I can send you the link.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'll be posting uh, um, a bunch of donation links and petitions and all of that. So, um, yeah, feel free to send me for sure.
2: So feeding into youth can can bring up our next generation so that we
1: don't have to do this, you know, Mm. um, setting an example.
2: Yes, exactly. And, and I really, and it's, it's cliche, but you know, we have to just, we have to do this with love. And, um, and I'm just, I'm so grateful that you've given me this opportunity to be able to speak.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm grateful that you are here to talk about this. I think that's super, super awesome of you. And I've already learned so much. So hopefully everybody listening's learned a lot and, um, we can go from here and we can only get better from here, hopefully. Right.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes. And this is how you do it. Talking about it.
1: Exactly. Um, all right. Well, I think that is about it for today's episode. Thank you again. Um, I really, really appreciate your time coming on today and talking about all of this. So yeah,
2: no problem. I, I mean, like I said, again, you didn't have to do this. You really didn't. And you could have easily done it. You could have taken um, a break. You could have just done it on the pop culture, but you didn't. And, um, that, that is very telling. Um, so I appreciate that. That's this this is a way you using your platform to amplify black voices. Um instead of your own and seeing that some people are a lot of white influencers or c- content creators are taking a break from making their own content and amplifying black voices and I think that's that's what needs to happen. I mean, we fight a lot trying to have a voice, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so using your platform to do this is is awesome.
1: Thank and- you. Yeah. I hope people can benefit from it. And they've learned a lot on this episode. I'm going to link a bunch of stuff when I post the episode so people can like go and donate and sign petitions. Um, And I'll like list all the movies that you mentioned. Um, I'm probably going to watch one tonight. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, so yeah, for sure. So thank you again.
2: Thanks for, for messaging me and telling me,
1: girl, we got to
2: talk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right well thank you guys so much for listening be sure to follow girl we got to talk podcast on instagram and also on facebook and be sure to click the links and donate um, so that we can be a part of the change bye
2: bye